Hello everybody, uh, just a quick note to say that this week's episode of Poking Books was recorded quite a long time ago for complicated reasons. This was actually recorded just before the pandemic, so we're all in the same room. Corrie is doing a pub quiz at the time and it just snowed that day. I mean, having said that, it is actually raining in the middle of May right now, so yeah. Anyway, enjoy! Hello, I'm Corey Pitfield. And I'm Mark Bowsher. And welcome to Poking Books. A mystery book recommendation wrapped up in a podcast. And today we are joined by guest host Corey Pitfield. Woohoo! Because Ellie, well, I mean, we could we could sort of make up an excuse or we could say that she got drunk and booked a holiday and forgot. Yeah, let's let's go with that because it is the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. And I think it is her mini punishment. Um <laughs> Sorry, we're this very early on in the podcast, and we're already dishing out justice. And so, Corey, um, what what do you do? What do I do? Do you want to know what I actually do? No, I don't want to know your job. What I do want I, to know so, the okay. exciting thing that I know you from. So I run a pub quiz. I run a pub quiz every Monday. Been doing it for five years, and for all you listeners out there, this pub quiz actually featured in a newspaper article, naming it to be number four in the top ten best pub quizzes in London. Which is why I went round and torched <laughs> three pubs recently, so <laughs> so it... I can make it to number one. I really appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. It's all right. Um, pubs going out of business all the time, thanks yeah. to me. So <laughs> yes, um, not all heroes wear capes, do they, Mark? No, because they are flammable. And so our guest tonight is Ivy. Um, so how was Ivy? She was amazing. Just about everything she was speaking about, I was just so gripped by it. She was great, and her clothing was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Right, we've talked about quizzes and things, so I think let's just dive in and meet Ivy. Let's meet Ivy. Hello. Hi. Oh this goodness. is Corey. I did warn you it was going to be cramped. That's okay. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm child sized. <laughs> I can fit in. It's very nice. Yeah. yeah. I think I could sleep in here. It's quite nice. Cozy. People yeah. Said, Do you know what? We have had an author sleep in here. Oh, have you? Um, yeah. I'm episode, sure it's fine. Yeah. Episode six, the author came down from Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she ended up sleeping here. Ivy, this is Corey. Hi, Corey. Hello, Ivy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm really loving your outfit. I feel like we need to tell the listeners what you're wearing. She's in beautiful pudding leggings and a nice sparkly top. And it's exactly what we need today. Because Christmas today cracker. Is, yeah, yes. Christmas cracker. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's definitely got the uh, Aladdin saying um, zigzag, yes. the lightning bolt in sequence. Um, it's in hot pink and black <laughs> it's amazing if it's only a, you can see it it's an 80s jumper for the tape it was snowing today so it's nice that ivy has christmas leggings on <laughs> yes i had to get out the special winter outfit yeah you have yeah. to especially when the snow comes <laughs> and the snowman brings the snow let's not sing christmas song <laughs> no okay. no no um, ivy do you want to give us a few of your facts please about yourself um, my first fact is I'm five feet. Okay. <laughs> I love five it. Feet exactly. Okay, five feet exactly. Five feet exactly. <gasps> okay. And your next fact? Uh, my next fact is that my favourite colours are black, white and rose gold. 
Okay, mm. I like it. Okay. Almost what you're wearing. It yeah. almost is. I, I noticed that. Rose gold, yeah, nearly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and your third fact. Uh, and my third fact is that maths was my strongest point in school, not English. Okay. You did oh, have a, yeah, okay. you, did, you did sneak in another fact about your job as well, which was a nice kind of. Yes, it was. It's nice uh, finish to the third fact. Uh, that my day job is being an architect. Amazing. Okay. Oh, I love these facts. They're all very different. Mm, but what kind of book <laughs> has Ivy written, do you think? Based oh, on... my goodness. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that this book that you've written could be a factual book. Or it could be a fiction book. But if it was a fiction book, I reckon it would be very blue sky thinking and about perhaps a mad professor who loves their maths and is a very colourful person. Um, but the way you say you're an architect and the maths makes me think there could be some more factual parts of the story. Mm. I'm not sure. That I'm not sure. <laughs> cool, cool. That, yeah. that was very interesting. Um, so... Um, <laughs> Could you tell us about your first book, um, Ivy? What, what, first, what is it? Okay, the first book um, I've got here is The White Sargasso Sea by Jean Reese. Okay, and um, what, um, I'm, I don't know about you, Corey, I'm not familiar with this no, book. No, I'm so not familiar with this book. Could you tell us a little bit about what, what the book is about and how it's, and what you like about it? Um, it's a classic, so it's a, one of those Penguin Modern Classics. Um, and it's about a woman um, growing up in the plantations in the Caribbean who is white. And she's got this husband who has been matched to her uh, to get married to her. Um, and uh, But eventually she realizes that he's marrying her for the inheritance and gradually entraps her uh, because he wants to keep her alive but as long as she's suppressed. Wow. Okay, this is um, a very serious start. Ooh, okay. yeah. yeah, it's a very gripping book and it's actually very thin, so you could probably read it in um, a couple of days. I would say it's probably only, I don't know, 150 pages or something. It's thin. Wow. And what, what really drew you to this book then? What, why do you like it? Um... I really like this book and it really had an effect on me because it is about madness and being trapped in a closed environment. So you're, she's growing up and she's, um, you know, living the best life that she could in the plantation in the Caribbean and she's white, but she's actually trapped in a cage because of this white man that's been matched um, to marry her. A natural cage? No, not an actual so cage, a, a literal, a metaphorical yeah, literal. cage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought I was just yeah. checking. In, yeah. in that world, in the yeah. world of being trapped, of being in a closed environment. Wow. So gradually she goes nuts. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. We've gone down quite a serious hole. We've gone down quite a serious hole. Okay. What do, you, what do you think? Corey? Well, I mean, I know in the beginning I mentioned some, it could be factual, but I'm crossing that right off. I think I'm going to change it a bit. So I think it's definitely fiction, a fiction story. Um, and I think because of a lot of the themes you've mentioned in that story and also 
and maybe just pulling these from your facts where the colours are black mm. and rose gold and did you say white was the other yeah. colour um, and that you said that you're five foot tall yeah. maybe this fictional story could be like a coming of age story about a heroine who is undervalued or you know might think she's quite small but actually she goes on to achieve great things that's what I'm getting yeah, so really far. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> so completely changed from the first guess. Yes. Pa- yeah. Power. Power yeah. to the quarry. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Cool. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Um, should we go for your second book then? Okay. I the mean... second book I've got is Capital by John Lanchester. Short so this, Yeah. This is a, you know, contemporary novel, like probably from the last uh, 10 years. Okay. Um, and it's a London novel. It's That's why it's called Capital, but it's a pun because Capital is also the money, your the assets. Yeah. Mm. So this novel is about, um, about London characters who are eking out their living and um, rich or poor are struggling in London um, because it's about... Um, greed and uh, and and luxury and and this the desire for luxury from the poor to the rich yeah. and so some of those characters are immigrants you know it's 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 i would say that it's quite a diverse novel for a white novel okay yeah okay, okay. Really <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. No, no. yes yeah, set in a very serious tone as well Ooh, okay it's interesting isn't it what do you reckon, Cara? Are you sticking Ooh. to the same sort of guess? Or? So, I think it's similar, similar. So, like, coming-of-age story. I think if it's a fictional, I think there's definitely a female lead. And you've mentioned twice that there's this theme of wealth and, mm. you know, poor or, you know, oppression. Mm. So, perhaps the heroine in the coming-of-age story mm. is trying to do well in the world. Maybe she comes to London Um and she doesn't want to be like everyone else. She doesn't want to be greedy. She just wants to, you know, do well and give back. I don't know. That's what I'm getting so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What do, what do you think Ivy thinks of the rich? Of those wealthy people? What, she personally? Do you think she aspires to be them? No, I don't, I don't think you like them. I think you'd like to change them if you could. Mm. I think that's the point of novels, isn't yeah. it? Because I think you need to explore um, those alternative worlds. Because obviously, the novelist is not in that world. Yeah. So it's something that has to be extended in fiction. Definitely. Oh, I'm excited to hear what you've yeah. actually written about. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, right. Ivy, mm-hmm. I think we're already ready for book number three. Okay. So, what is your what is your third book? The third book is called All That Man Is by David Soloy, and he's a Hungarian writer. I mean, he's Hungarian, but he's from London, and um, this book was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize, um, and I really enjoy the the structure of it because, well, not just because I'm an architect, I'm really interested in the structure of, um, you know creative works um it's written in nine chapters only and it's a really thick book each chapter is one character so it's been very debated whether it should be uh, all these short stories joined up but you didn't realize that they are interlinked 
So okay. yeah, so it's actually, I feel that it's very it's very uh, meaty, very juicy and satisfying. So I feel that it is a novel and not short stories. Yeah, which wouldn't I wouldn't think that would have that kind of depth, you know, exploration into the to the into the human condition. So this this book, all that man is, I think that because each of the you know each of the chapters is is one character, it really questions our, our you know our modern perception of uh, masculinity, the role of a man today. Is it being a friend, father, husband, uh, an earner, or is it not? Is it all of the above or maybe it is not? So I think it challenges what we think uh, a man should be. This sounds great. So I found it's it very moving. Friend, yeah. I found it very, very moving. Yeah. How, how old is um, this book? Um, is it it's quite contemporary? A few years. Yeah, quite contemporary. Probably six years or something. Five years. Yeah. Mm. Newish, is, newish. Is each one of the characters in the chapters a man? Each of the characters is yeah. a man, from young to old, oh, from somebody who is okay. a young boy just starting A-levels to an old man in his 80s yeah. waiting to die. So the, all the stages of a man's life and yeah. how, they, how they develop and what, what the cycle actually is. Well, that's quite intense, yeah. Very, very intense. <laughs> it's, always, it's always amazing how the third one will, will yeah. bring in like another book. We're like, definitely... A novel, but like plan form a little bit. Definitely, I definitely bit. want to read that. It sounds great. It's it's very very good. Yeah, yeah. I am still thinking of the characters, even though it's five years on. Oh, wow, that's how you know it's a good book when it stays with you. Yeah, they're so they are all so imperfect because yeah. at every age, you know, you you're not great. You're not that perfect. You know, you're not gonna be this this um superhero that you think you're gonna be. Yeah. Even at whether you're eighteen or eighty. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting oh. time. Do you know what I'm going to ask now, Corey? Yes. So, um, based on that, are you revising your guesses or are you, are you sticking to your guns? I think I've just completely... I don't know now because I think I'm still going to stick with a coming-of-age uh-huh. story. But there is a lot of themes on masculinity that you've kept mentioning. Mm, so now I'm yes. unsure okay. that the character... Because initially I was like, oh, it could be a heroine. Yeah. But now I'm not sure whether it would be a male. So I'm unsure. I'm not sure of the sex, but there's definitely some London themes. And also I think it's a book of exploration rather than just like a a nice story. I think it explores a lot of different themes and it will be a story that will get people thinking. I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. But I'm not sure the gender. Yeah, very interesting. Mm, that is good. I'm going to yeah. push for something slightly more specific because okay. you're like a story that sort of changes a lot okay. of things. But like, where, um, maybe, where is it set? And that obviously could be several places. Yeah. Could be several characters. Or are you going for sort of one character, do you think? Well, I think from your references, every story has had several different characters. So I think mm-hmm. in the plot, there's definitely going to be a few. In terms of where it's set... You've mentioned a lot of London, so I'd say the big smoke would feature in there. Um, but also you, you've mentioned a lot of different themes, so like the Caribbean. Um, and in the second one, I can't remember the country you mentioned, but... The second one? Did I... Did no, I... The, the capital. Capital, so capital is London. The second one and the third one, you said it was a Hungarian author. Yes, oh, yeah, the Hungarian one. Yeah. That, that was quite interesting because it was... Some, it was um, 
it's the kind of book that I like. Like yeah. it's set in everywhere. Like one was actually set in Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. You know his home, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think one of them was set in London, um, and the first one was set in some really cheap, trashy resort in Spain. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the I think one of them was the the eighteen year old A level guys. Uh, yeah. that that was set. Um, with them traveling around Europe, so in some town, some some European like. So they're all in different places. Yeah, they're also it's all it's got travel, it's got all these kind of things that are very interesting because obviously, the men that we're talking about, they are from everywhere. Yeah, they, he's not. He's talking about every man. He's not talking about this yeah. London guy or you know whatever. Yeah. There are nine different people, and they're gonna go through all these stages of life, travel, family. They're gonna go through all these so experiences. Yeah. I've looked at all different aspects of men and all the things. So it's, that yeah, it's make beautiful. Them it's really beautifully done. Yeah. At the exactly. same time, all the things they have in common. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm. That sounds great. Mm. That sounds great. It makes it even difficult though, like harder. So you go for multiple characters or one character? And... I think it's. I'm not sure because initially I thought one character, but now I think there's a few. A few, but I think maybe it could be similar to that one where there's intertwining stories. Mm. Um, there's links with each other. I'm not entirely sure. Okay, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with. There is a main character, and there are a few other characters, but they intertwine somehow. And yes. What's the moral of this story? The moral of the story. Okay. <laughs> the moral of the story. We explore these characters, um, and I suppose maybe they could be characters that when you first meet them you don't get an entirely good impression because you're like oh Mm. you know in a man's world they could be doing this or power 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 but then the moral of the story is they're actually really great people (laughs) and you learn about the human mind i don't know i don't know okay pretty good pretty good pretty good guesses yeah but you're optimistic yeah i'm optimistic that there's some sort of you know themes in there Okay, cool. great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think now the time has come for the revelation. I'm so excited. I need so, to know. So, Ivy, could you give us your full name, the name of your book, and tell us what it's about? My name is Ivy Gao, um, and the book we're talking about is my latest novel, Overboard. Um, it's about a a white man who's been found after an epic storm and a shipwreck in Thailand. And he's very, very badly disfigured and maimed from his accident and burnt. And he has no idea who he is. They take him to a local hospital in a village and they tell him his name. They tell him they have found his wife and she's coming to um, bring him back to London. So he has no choice because he's now penniless, he's crippled, he has no memory. So he goes back with this woman who is Chinese. So they go back and live with her family in um, Fulham. And she tells him that they were both volunteering. They were doing their gap year in Cambodia when he had the accident on the on the yacht that he was working on. Wow. So eventually we find out how... He recovers from this illness, yeah. um, and and the it, because it's a multiple point narrative, 
So you were right there about the、ah, okay, the characters. <laughs> How did all these different characters get involved with this guy? Because the four viewpoints are a Polish builder in London, yeah,、um, lawyer, and she's just been made redundant from a really big city firm, and the wife of this unnamed man who is a Chinese Londoner, volunteering in Cambodia. So somehow all these four. Lives are、um, interlinked, yeah, and、uh, the story carries on in parallel until you see that the、uh, narrative arcs、uh, converge. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I was、wow. literally looking at you like, yeah, no, I want to read this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's really cool. Like, what and、uh, why was it you went like you got such an interest in all your sort of stories and sort of. Men and depictions of men, like what? What? Yeah. What was? What's my obsession with men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>、um, well, this I think the story when I set out to write it, I thought that oh yeah, it's going to be about you know loss of memory, you know whatever this guy injured, and I thought that hang on a minute, it isn't about loss of memory because it's about the oh it's about desire, the will to survive,、yeah. because is is the will to survive in us. More important than our memory. What What's the point of the memory? What's the point of all that if we don't really want to live? We don't want to survive. So I think in the end, it's about desire and how he really needs to grasp that that monster in him and bring it back and find out what actually happened to him, and you know, get his life back. Wow. Wow! I think I could listen to you all day. Long. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> and and why and why this?、Um, why did you go for sort of the? So is it kind of actually? We should get back to the point of the setting. So is it sort of set in both Thailand and London? And why did you obviously you? Yes, Thailand, in, London, London, and Cambodia. Because obviously a bit of it is in Cambodia where she's volunteering. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, so um, I think that I really wanted to tackle a London novel because I'm not from here, and so it's like, I just thought, okay, what the hell?、Yeah. Everybody's gonna know, <laughs> you know, whether this is right or wrong. But you know, it's fiction, and I've been here a long time, so I felt like I was confident, you know, in handling um a London theme with all its diverse characters. Because I mean, I would really, I really love the international settings, which is why I brought up the White Sargasso Sea,、um, capital, and then the Davis Solar,、yeah. which is set in all these different countries. And I, I think that we are, you know, every people from different countries, we are more similar than different.、Mm. Especially、yeah. when we come together in London,、um, you really, you really feel that solidarity,、uh, you know, of the human spirit. So I, I don't feel that there's any.、Um, I don't focus too much on the on the actual um settings. I think that they're great because obviously, if you are like me, we read to escape. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to read a book that's set in your own house. No. no what, what What's the point of that? <laughs> yeah. Unless it's haunted <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. I was also interested to know, so like, as someone who spent time in like Thailand and and Cambodia,、oh, yeah? I think yeah. my um. My my opinion. Like I went there about eleven, yeah, eleven years ago. Okay. And 
you go away with sort of stupid ideas that like, oh yeah, everybody in this country will live in a house like this, or they'll do this, and they and then you go to, you sort of meet people, and like, oh, people are just the same yeah. as us. There's lots of things that are different, oh, yeah, and there's yes. small things you kind of do, but then there were points where like, oh yeah, I kind of like, you realised I'd had this sort of catalogue image of like, oh, nobody will live in a big expensive house, or nobody will live in this kind of house in it, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think your expectation changed. I mean, when the main character wakes up, like, you know, completely injured and bandaged and everything, he could still remember, despite him having memory loss, he still remember that, hang on, I'm waiting for my meals. It's three times a day. You know, some basic things <laughs> yeah. of your human need, that's what I mean by desire. Some basic needs will remain, despite, like, everything else being taken away, even your mind. You still, you still need those, those things. Why, why was it you went for that sort of thing? Did you sort of want this sort of human sort of person, like mentally strict bear to see, like, if you kind of started with a sort of yeah. basic man and built it up from that? Yeah, I, I think that it's... Um, I, I, I like the contrast and I also like the what-if scenario. What if we were this and then now we're nothing. We're, we're really, really, you know, in a, we're really up against it. And, you know, I just wanted to test and see how, um, you know, how characters can um, overcome mm. the, the adversity that they're faced with. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I need to read this book now. I need to read it right oh. now. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> That's good news. That's yeah. good news. Yeah. Um, but maybe we should read a little bit from the book Ooh. now. Would you... Yes. Um, would you like to read us a short extract from yes the book? of course yeah but uh, then you'll see the book but the people on the podcast won't see yeah, it oh okay Cory oh, knows now yeah oh, I, I know already you've revealed it I, to I Corrie said, now yeah, I know okay have you seen this amazing bag as <laughs> well Hold oh yeah. So, <laughs> yeah do you want to describe the bag <laughs> bag descriptions come in several episodes of Poking Books actually okay um, it is a <laughs> it's a leopard, 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 leopard print. print. Yeah, it's a leopard print backpack, and I handmade the 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 zip pull. And I've had this for a long time. I've actually even changed the zip myself to the original oh, really? because you know how the back with backpacks the zip always breaks always, first, always. and then the whole bag was still good. Like I mean, the colors are strong. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So I decided to totally unpick the zip, and buy the exact you know buy a zip yeah and replace the whole thing by hand it was a real real it's worth it when it's a great bag though yeah so i thought okay that, now yeah. it's gonna you know i've extended now extension of life right <laughs> yeah and i was telling mark that i travel everywhere with it is it has been to vietnam it's been to everywhere as well with me oh yeah you can't yeah yeah, yeah. i can't i can't and also you won't lose it which yeah, exactly. airport you know start you know what i mean it yeah, they, yeah, you can't. They will know that it's yours. I okay. see. I've got a backpack story, but I don't want to break the moment of. Let's have a look at the book. Okay. Well, here's the book. Let's see. Can we see the front? Uh, yeah, of the course. The front is what we're interested in. It's oh. ah, a really beautiful cover. Oh, thank it. you. You've survived. Oh. You've survived, but now you must. Escape. Such a great tagline. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. That's so uh, cool. My my bag story was oh, yes. that when I was in uh, when I was at the end of my travels in mm. Australia. Oh um, yes, yeah. I had a backpack with me. 
Yeah. It was like a matching pair, like you could zip it to the. Oh yeah, yeah, the, like, yeah. Yeah, mother and son. Uh, no, yeah. what do you call that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah attached. Mother yeah, son, yeah, yeah, mother. Yeah. Um, and by the way, mother and sons is the names of the moons in the boy who stole Tom, my own book. Yeah. The idea is that there's a moon. Yeah. But then it's got four small moons. Oh yeah, the four suns rotate. Yeah. Yeah, that that go around the moon because yeah. I really like that idea of four moons traveling, and they're called yes. mothers and sons, and they have. They've all got names and they've all got the same initials as myself and ah, my brother, um, okay, half brother, half sister and stepsister. So, yeah. Anyway, that was a side fact to the other side <laughs> fact I was building up Okay, to. The, the, was, the backpack that was yeah. zipped on. Yeah. yeah. So that bag broke and I was I was near the end of my travels, but I need another backpack because you're oh. always going out and you need a little bag with yeah, you. You need the, the day pack. Yeah, exactly, the day pack. When you're not li- when you're like backpacking and not living anywhere, yeah. you really need that day pack. Yeah. So I went into a Kmart in Alice Springs in the middle of the outback and oh. um, where I was living at the time, yeah. working in Hungry Jack's and an yeah. Asian restaurant. Yeah. Um, and I... I wanted to find the cheapest bag I could. Yeah. The cheapest bag I could find in there was in yeah. the kids section, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I bought a Bob the Builder. Uh, oh my goodness. I still have. And oh. I ended up... It must be very small though, is yeah. it? Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> um, but I, it's, I ended up in a McDonald's in Canberra yeah. at... Uh, 4.30 in the morning yeah. because it was I'd arrived there by bus wasn't staying anywhere I, yeah. um, I was just sleeping on yeah. buses to save money getting across Australia mm-hmm. so I just went into there because it was the only place that was open it was really freezing cold it was winter and um, some drunken students yeah. said look at that bag that's amazing I cannot believe he's got a Bob the Builder bag yeah. <laughs> they invited me to a party what? Because and of Bob the Builder. Bob the, the Bob the Builder bag. And but the they're not is, kids. They're not kids. They, they can't be no, kids. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. like, they were like students. They were I like, can't believe it. Yeah, but yeah. students were more excited about the bag than <laughs> actual children. That's would be. strange. Yeah. I didn't go. I was like, yeah, but on so many random adventures. And I was yeah, like, no. Yeah, no. This morning I woke up on a bus. Oh. The night before I woke up on a bus. You didn't think Tonight, you could survive the... Yeah, yeah I was no. like, I wasn't staying anywhere. I was yeah, getting so a bus in no. the evening to Sydney. So I was like, no, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die. So I didn't. But I didn't get invited to a party because of my book. That's a good fact that. that you can use throughout life. You know that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Here I am now. <laughs> um, so Ivy, it would be really wonderful if you could read Oh, yes. I did. I, by the way, I did time it today to oh. make sure that it was one minute. That's fine. We because did a podcast can... recording recently yeah. with somebody who didn't time it. It was at least five minutes. Oh, no. So um... Yeah. But I'm saving you. Because, see, I always think from the editing point of view. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, because I make little time. films as well. I make, like, you know, a lot of those piano films. Yeah. Oh, and I... I have to get up on... Um... Ivy's piano films. Piano, the piano yeah. films, right? But I now know it's quicker to re-record than to go and mess about doing the editing. Yeah. Like, don't give yourself this kind of, like, headache. Yeah. Just just get it right. <laughs> oh, Ivy, you are the most considerate author we've had on in terms of editing. I know, I know. That, that they said that to me at Middlesex Uni because I did yeah. a workshop. I taught workshop there last week and we had to do, um like, on-the-spot interview. And uh, they said that I... I've saved up. There's no editing required. They just have to join it together. The question, 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 question. Just join it together. That's because, great. yeah, no, none of this, um, you know, because I said whatever is not like when they, when I heard the toilet hand blower going, hand dryer, yeah. 
I said that, you know, just cut this. We just re-record this. What's the point of recording the whole interview with the hand blower going? Yeah. yeah. They were going to do that and then take it out in, in the audio when they do the editing. It's like a short performance. Yeah. When you just started talking, you just can cut it. That's a very silly <sighs> people out there. Very silly. <laughs> okay, so I think I'm going to read from the viewpoint of um, the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's in hospital. So this is day after day after day. So we are already on page 53. So this is a scene in the hospital. There is a special privilege you can only experience while staying in the hospital. You can take a piss and smile discreetly while eating or watching Fox News. This moment is made possible by the wearing of an adult nappy or pampas as they are known here. The convenience comes with a heavy price. The changing of the soiled diaper is designed to strip every last shred of self-respect and dignity you have. You lie there on the bed naked as a toddler, while two nurses examine your bare groin for nappy rash and roll you over to inspect your anus for evidence. They then clean you and lift you to slide the nappy from under to be tied and velcro snugly. The nappies come from a seemingly bottomless shelf on the trolley. You are changed at the slightest hint of soiling or discomfort about every two hours. After you have a fall while trying to go to the toilet yourself, you are banned from going to the toilet as you did not call for help. You have just had a double fracture. What are you trying to do? Therefore, you are forced into wearing a nappy. <laughs> I, I want to ask if that was there uh, you or someone else you know who'd had this sort of experience in a hospital then yes actually you know what i saw it on a facebook post and uh, my yeah it's very sad this this guy i knew he 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 was terminally ill and th- those were actually very sadly his one of his last memories and then he passed away i don't even know of what or complications or you know but uh, he says that after after a while you you have no dignity. Every day you just wait for them to do stuff to you. That's just horrible. That sounds yeah. yeah. So oh. they're yeah they're very professional and everything. Yeah. So they're gonna do it whatever they're supposed to do. It's their job. So you can't expect any more than their job yeah. basically. Yeah, but let's move on to lighter things. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your music as well and some of your favorite kind of artists. I mean, I'm guessing that you're a David Bowie fan. Yeah, I'm a David Bowie fan. Um, I like um, a lot of classic stuff, uh, the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, I like 90s uh, indie, uh, Britpop. So I like Blur, uh, Oasis. Great choices. Yeah, yes. So, uh, yes, love them all. But that's my world, ask, my, ask my the life. the obvious question. We're going to ask the obvious question. question. Are you a Liam or Noel Gallagher fan? No. Oh, you just like to like get blur out of it. I know. Just straight to Oasis. Sorry. Yeah. Did you put? Were you blur or Oasis? Uh, blur, 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 and even still, still listen to Damon Albarn and all his like you know after after yeah. Blur, Gorillas, and his solo stuff. The good, the bad, uh, and the queen. Yeah, the good, the bad, the Queen. I so I still follow you know uh, Blur very much so, but always is not not so much. I mean, I liked them then, but I, <laughs> not yeah, not so I didn't not carry now. on, didn't carry on. Yeah. Ah, cool. Do you have a favorite David Bowie song? Life on Mars. Beautiful, That's a good beautiful. Yeah. That's my favorite. I love well. Let's Dance. Oh yeah, Let's That's Dance. That's my favorite <laughs> one. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, Yay! put on your red shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. Um. Great. Did you have any other questions for Ivy? Um. 
what are your piano videos that you were talking about? Yeah, a few years ago, I think probably um, 10, 10 years ago, yeah. I, I started um, watching... Uh, I started watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing to watch. I saw all these guys who were playing. I just accidentally discovered people who played piano or guitar or whatever. And I thought... I could do much better. I could, I could, oh, I could believe. Oh. I can't believe it. These yeah. guys film themselves. I'm watching it. It's not even good. So then I realized <laughs> that you know I'm going to start off like small. So I started by teaching YouTube videos, teaching music, teaching piano, teaching guitar, and and now I've got like more than two hundred videos, oh, um, wow. performing and or teaching yeah. uh you know tutorials like short easy tutorials for nearly complete beginners like people who want to i want to learn a song or hey i want to learn you know the intro to another one by sadaso i want to learn the intro to uh you know crowded house so yeah. you know whatever song that you they're thinking of you know maybe they just want to learn one snippet of it because obviously a huge song is too much and when people have too big um an objective they can't achieve it yeah. whereas if i say okay you're not going to learn like the four bars or whatever I think people think, you know what, I can do this. So I started really enjoying, you know, teaching and, and performing. So now I don't teach as much because um, basically because of like the same problems with the camera setup, mm. like the situation with cameras. <laughs> so so I've decided to just film me performing like, you know, songs. Yeah. Cool. That sounds so cool. So many different things that you do. <laughs> but they're all the same thing. Yeah. It's all one thing. It's the creative, yeah. you know. Yeah. The Ivy Master Plan. Yeah. Yeah. Ivy yeah. Master Plan, I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> like a creative lightning bolt to the heart or something uh, like yeah. that. Your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lightning, yeah. Cool, brilliant. Okay, okay. and um, your book, um, probably by the time the podcast is out the book mm-hmm. will be out and people can get this on amazon the internet everywhere. yes kobo barnes and noble is it's available worldwide um the ebook the paperbacks available from me or from nomad books in um, fulham or obviously from the a word amazing yeah brilliant amazing so everyone go and read it <laughs> i think Corey got i think she got quite a bit of she, the she got it she some got things it. yeah yeah but i can't wait to read it though oh wait. i think it's really interesting you were honing in on the very factual kind of stuff despite the fact that we are pretty much all fictional kind of things but is something that has a yeah a lot of truth in it but i think you tell i think we do as writers and readers we we like to tell the truth through fiction yeah facts through fiction otherwise what's the point of reading you know fiction is not it's not ringing true yeah yeah it's got to Definitely. feel totally real to yeah. you yeah 100% <laughs> yeah and whether it is something purely fantastical because the more real that feels then the more compelling it is yeah it? that's so, right yeah, yeah yeah brilliant well that's a nice point to finish on yeah, yeah. So, amazing cool um, well, Ivy, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks so Mark. Much. Thanks, Corey. Thank <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So, how was that, Corey? She is amazing. <laughs> I really want to read her book. Um, I think the way she was describing it and the reading, it sounded very intense. And when we started talking to her, it was very intense. But she's just great. Yeah, she was slightly sort of like she came in dressed in this sort of amazing. Like David Bowie, glitter, <laughs> uh, festive, um, festive leggings, yeah. which I was not expecting. 
And then she was set quite a serious tone. Definitely. She was great, though. Yeah. And when she was talking about her book, because I remember my first thing was, oh, you know, I reckon it's factual. But then when it came to the end of it, she was describing it. I was just like, I want to read this right now. Mm. And I love that's the test of a good book for me. If someone describes it and I instantly want to read it, then I know it'll be a good one. Yeah, and we did get some promotional bookmarks from her. Yeah. For free. For free. Thank you, Ivy. Cool. And yeah, if you do want to read Ivy's book, it is available ebook and paperback on any internet near you. You've been listening to Poking Books with Corey Pitfield and Mark Bowsher. Follow at Poking Books on Instagram and Twitter. Or find us at facebook.com forward slash poking books. Listen and subscribe to Poking Books wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll be back with another mystery book recommendation wrapped up in a podcast very soon.